Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hello, this is your People of Purpose podcast host, Tanner Badgley. Today I'm here with episode number two of the Why Pop series. Today we're talking about taking the leap. I'm discussing about how I have taken several leaps in my life since I literally fell down a mountain. And now uh, I wanted to share about how the podcast is such a reason that I continue to take leaps and that I hope it is a reason that you can take leaps. My goal with this episode is to share about the different ways in which I've taken leaps, designed big dreams, put myself in positions to have uh, momentum and luck and opportunities come into my life and how you can maybe do the same. Um, I hope that you can find things you can relate to and that really resonate with you. Please let me know um, after you listen, leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as our Instagram page. You can send me a personal message. You can email me at peopleofpurposepodcast at gmail.com. There's many avenues in which you can message me. I would love to have a dialogue about some of these topics because they're very near and dear to my heart. So with that, I want to begin sharing my story about why People of Purpose um, is something that I've designed um, and, and how I've gotten to be able to design that so that you can take the leap. So in my life, I have been able to take this leap because I found this ability after I'd fallen as far and as hard as I could have without dying. Um, I shared this in the introduction to People of Purpose, the very first episode I ever published, just under one year ago to this, to, to, at this point. And essentially, this my big story about my journey into purpose started in June of 2011 when I fell down a mountain at Yosemite National Park, had to get searched and rescued. Probably should have died, but I landed on my butt, and it was a fresh new start in several ways, having to go through rehab for my mind and my body, having gone through a lot of tumultuous emotions at that time, and really um, reconnecting with my family and my truest friends. And most of all, my heart and my sense of purpose and well-being and love um, in God. And since then, I've been able to live out my faith, find limitless potential within my journey, and I've gotten a lot better at finding reasons to be filled with gratitude for all that is going on in and around me. Um, So when there's nowhere to go but up, um, yeah, it's very helpful. So I hope that you can search for what those instances are in which um, things were a wake-up call for you. And what have you done to really stretch yourself um, since that? Where... Do you live with a sense of security as your primary motivator or are you taking those leaps that really help you to unlock your purpose and unleash your potential, which is the goal of the podcast? So one example of the ways in which I've been able to come very, very far has been in relationships. Um, When I fell down the mountain and I lay there uh, for about three hours waiting for the search and rescue crew, I think one of my primary trains of thoughts was around relationships. 
I just didn't feel like if I had died at that time that I had really left them in in the right way. That um, there were things that should have been said, that could have been said, that weren't being said. Um, I needed to forgive myself for some of the things I'd done wrong in relationships. I needed to um, just be more open about what I, what exactly others could expect from me and find ways in which I can communicate from a sense of honesty and integrity um, without being selfish about what that result's going to be. Thinking about that other person in a compassionate, empathetic way. And right now I am in a very, very good relationship. I have been dating a Thai woman named Naknoi in Chiang Mai, Thailand for a little over two years at this point. And we have a wonderful relationship that several of my friends have encouraged me to share on this podcast. So I haven't talked about this at all yet, really, but right now I want to talk about my relationship with Naknoi. One thing that makes our relationship very unique, besides the fact that we are from two entirely different cultures and we're very different in many ways with our personalities, is that we have had most of our relationship is a long distance relationship. We've had two stints of distance, one of 13 months and one that is continuing right now of four months. Um, I've just recently moved to San Francisco and she's still in Thailand. And I think there's some things I've learned that can be universal in making relationships better um, and taking that, that stem from taking that leap of faith in the relationship. Um, first and foremost, I think relationships um, are about both of you buying in to, to choose the, to see where, where it goes, to see how far it can go and not really capping its potential, not really putting limitations and barriers and boundaries on what's possible. Um, because if I had done that, I would not be in a relationship with not knowing anymore. Um, I had moved on from the village slash town in Praia, Thailand, where I was teaching. I decided not to renew my contract, and I had come back to America without uh, without a detailed plan in mind. I was just essentially going to visit my friends and family all over the country and live a kind of nomadic life for a little while. Um, but Nakno and I chose to continue dating, even though we had no idea if I was going to return to Thailand. Because we loved where it was going. We loved the way we felt around each other and the way in which we were each growing within the relationship was pretty tremendous. So I would encourage you not to put those boundaries on like, oh, well, we're not in the same place anymore. Therefore, we need to end our relationship or um, we are kind of at different places in our life. Like, let's put it on hold for a while. Like, just find what you can each expect from each other and manage around those expectations. And if, if those expectations work for your comfort level, um, go for it. And for me, they did. Uh, so after we've managed those expectations, um, I think communication is really, really important. And not knowing I have found several ways in which to communicate that um, each come from a sense of who we are, personal integrity and purpose. Um, that each allow us to continue on our own journeys, but also continue to bring us b- together in the process. Um, and one thing around communication that I think ha- we've become excellent at are knowing um, when those times are in which we can give to the relationship and when we need our own separate space. Um, and it's been hard, definitely. Um, we went through a period where we decided to be in uh, an open relationship, and that had several struggles involved with it. And 
that was maybe the first time where I didn't feel like we could openly communicate so well with each other, that there were some judgments and jealousy. And yeah, that was hard. But like, I guess I'm happy we tried it because I think if you don't try some things, you just, you never know what it's like. And you're always kind of wondering, well, what if our relationship with went there? Like, what would that be like? Um, and I think it, it kind of forced us to reaffirm that we wanted to choose each other and only each other. Um, and so since doing that, I think we've had wonderful communication around when we can communicate. In Thailand, it's about 12 to 14 hours, depending on where I'm at in the U.S., ahead of the U.S. time. So this really leaves the mornings and the evening times are the times in which we can reconnect. And in the daytime, I'm not checking my phone for her messages. She's not checking my phone. We're both living our lives with our friends and our relationships and our careers and our passions. And I think that's super, super healthy when you're in your mid-20s like I am and still trying to grow in who I am. Um, I think that another thing that's happened in our relationship that's been great is this desire to want to give for that other person without really expecting in return. And one thing that I think Noknoi does that's super great is right now I am waking up at 5.15 in the morning, every morning to go to work. Um, I work in a neighborhood about 40 minutes away that I have to bike to every day. I'm a teacher, so I have to be at work at 7.15 every morning. Um, and I'm waking up at 5.15 and I have been struggling to do that because it's pitch black outside. I didn't get enough sleep. I'm overly stimulated throughout my day of work and master's degree work as well. And Nakanoi has been waking me up every single morning on the dot at 5.15 with a FaceTime call. And it's been amazing. It's such a wonderful way to wake up. And I think it's brought us a lot closer together to me, to be um, like starting my day with her presence and then being guided into like when I start my work day itself. Um, she patiently waits for me to take my shower and to meditate, to run through my yoga practice. And then we talk during my bicycle ride. And it's just this wonderful way in which we connect. We reconnect. We've also been doing these date nights on Friday nights for my, my Friday nights, her Saturday early afternoons, um, in which we hang out and watch some movies together and um, listen to music and tell stories about our childhoods and all those things that people in good relationships do. But I think that we've been so good about carving out that time for each other and then also having that time with ourselves. So I know you probably don't have the same situation as me, um, but I would encourage some sort of setup like that in which you can continue to grow in your purpose um, and, and your path, but you find these ways to continue to intersect and reconnect your paths so that you're growing together. There's also been so many cool things around um, cross-cultural things in our relationship. We were able to read a book together this last springtime when I was living in Thailand again. And it was about a couple, a Thai, Thai woman and an um, American man and how they did it. And it was just a lot of things that really um, woke us up to like what our value systems are and maybe why it's that way. And now that we kind of know those things about each other, I think that's also helps so doing that investigative work about like not only like who someone is as an individual but who someone is as part of like their culture and their lifestyle I and mean, then what you really need to respect and expect from that 
um, and how you need to adjust yourself and respond to that and be patient through that has been amazing. I just mentioned patience, so I wanted to share a couple thoughts around how patience is a big part of my relationship. Um, we still do not know when we're going to see each other next because Naknoi has applied for her tourist visa and she has been denied. And it's been a, such a bummer to find that out and that we don't really know why she's being denied other than it's just really hard times right now to be in any sort of an immigrant, let alone a visitor, um, to America. And we're really hoping and praying that we can get that figured out. Um, but to me, that's that's not like a game-changing sort of piece of news because um, our relationship is rooted in something bigger than physical borders and needing to physically be together right now. Um, so yeah, try to get your relationship to where it can be rooted in something that's beyond just the physical, whatever that means to you. Okay, next I wanted to talk about how People of Purpose has come as a result of um, this this career crossroads I was at in which I had to choose between law and teaching. And as I was asking myself these questions, certain people and events and things came into my life that finally brought me to the answer of choosing teaching. So I had taken the LSAT twice. I studied for it twice. That's about seven or eight months of my life gone for studying for this test. Um, three hours a day or so for like five or six days a week. It was craziness. Um, I visited tons of law schools out in California where my mom was living. We went on a road trip and visited like seven or eight of them, northern and southern California. And I just could not figure out like what is that like purposeful thing at the end of the journey that I want to do. I, I never have been motivated as money as the primary source. And at the same time, I was substitute teaching in Kansas. And I had just taught in Thailand and those, I just, that stuff just kept bringing me joy and bringing me joy. And then this amazing human came in my life named Jeff Baxter. And he's featured in the second to last episode we just published. I think it's number 26. Um, and he is the Kansas State Teacher of the Year from 2014 and a National Teacher Hall of Famer in America um, this last year. And he had also been a practicing attorney for 10 years. So he was such a a person of great perspective on both. And I was introduced by my art teacher from high school, which I've been friends with now as an adult. Anyways, uh, Jeff really brought me into purpose because he helped me to realize um, what those like inner gifts are that I've been trying to like name and what lights me up with joy around those things. And I've been kind of realizing that like where the greatest joy lies and where your greatest gifts lie. Um, there's something to really look at there. And so I just took the leap that I was like, I don't know how I'm going to become a teacher right now. I don't know like why necessarily law wouldn't work out, but I'm going to keep going, going with this teacher thing. And as I was like looking at programs, I came across this brand new style of program called a teacher residency, in which you have like a co-teacher who's like a mentor, a master teacher. He has like five years of experience and you get a coach at your school, you have a director of your program in which you meet with for seminars once a week, you have a graduate school that you would go to physically three times and you do about 30% of the work online, um, and you have a cohort of people you share it with. It was only in its first year at the time, and it was a big leap for me to take at that at the time, but I, I decided to end up choosing that after they had flown me out to San Francisco, and I just got a good sense of what it might be like. 
And so far, it has been probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's growing me in incredible ways that I don't think, like, I don't think would be happening right now if I was spending all my first year of law school in the library. Um, I think a big place in which I was first able to take a leap was choosing to go to school outside of Kansas. Um, the culture in my high school in Kansas was definitely to go to Kansas University or Kansas State University. Most people do not go out of state, but I really, really wanted to because I wanted to be surrounded by people of other cultures and people with different backgrounds, as well as like have international exposure. I want 15% of the student body at McAllister College in St. Paul, Minnesota, my alma mater, was from a, a foreign country to America. And also like the majority of students studied abroad. And so I was able to be around all of that and become so much more like global in my citizenship. And I think that's been a huge reason that I've had this perspective of you can go anywhere and do anything at any time because I have this basic foundation of understanding a little bit more about how the whole world works, not just how Kansas works or just how America works, but how it all kind of functions together. Um, and it's not just intellectual anymore. I've now been to 20-some countries. I've lived in a few of them. I have have spoken the local languages in about like five or six of them. I'm dating someone from a foreign country. So I would really encourage you to like kind of play around with your comfort zone with that as well. Um, during that time, I was able to live with a host family in Morocco where I spoke French with them every single day for about four months. They were a Muslim family, and that was like a big time of growing up to me. And I remember when I was able to have my first conversation with my host dad about what it would be like to be a dad one day, and we had this whole conversation in French. Um, that was just like, wow, like the world is moving in a big way for me right now. Um, and yeah, that was just, that was incredible to experience that feeling. And there's something about going to a new country without knowing anyone and without having like a big grand plan of like what that's going to mean, not having everything like mapped out and planned out about how you're going to spend your time, um, doing things to immerse yourself within like local people and local culture um, and just living a lifestyle that's different than you live at home. Something about all of that, like really the only grounding home like element in that is yourself. And so being able to like really examine that universe inside of me and play around with like where it might want to head, what that compass is, is pointing to, um, has been really big for me. One of the first things I did since I got back from Thailand, um, I surprised my mom on Christmas Eve of 2016, was to start this program called My 10X Life, in which I took um, one month, I think, to do like a 10-minute video series um, every day, um, in which like you 10X your life. So you dream bigger, you do bigger, um, things like that. And I made this thing called Trello, which is basically like your, your biggest dreams and aspirations and it's all related to um, things that you want to do who do you want to be what do you want to see where do you want to go and I want to share some of those things that I've been able to come up with that 
maybe will hold me a little bit more accountable as I share them. So one thing I want to do is an intensive language learning course. I want to spend four months of total immersion, expanding my mental capacities and achieving deeper understanding of another culture um, through, through language itself. I want to teach a class that I fully design. I want to do a scuba diving dive master program, probably in Vanuatu in the South Pacific. I want to hike an extended trail um, like the Pacific Crest Trail, the El Camino, things of that nature. Um, I would love to do an ayahuasca trip in Peru. I'd like to do a Tough Mudder. I'd like to do a longer, like, 21-day meditation course. I would like to get certified in acupuncture and Ayurvedic medicine. I'd like to play high-level ultimate, like, at a world level. I'd like to summit lots of the major peaks around the world. I'd like to live off the grid for up to a month. I would love to be a dad one day. I have goals to bring uh, certain people to America that may probably never get a chance to, who I was close with in Thailand, particularly my co-teacher, Yui. I want to go to a writing residency where I check myself in for an extended period of time to only write. I want to live with a ton of my friends in a big place where we all sleep on the floor and whatnot. Um, I want to build a home one day, probably with the help of my dad and some contractors, but like I'd like to be part of like designing and constructing a home. I want to go through all the books and movies on my list that I've, that I've been able to gather from trusted people in the last several years. I'd like to go to big conferences and seminars and do certification courses for people like Tony Robbins, for people like John Maxwell, uh, there's a Dr. Martini. These are all people that specialize in bringing people to their fullest potential, living with a sense of purpose. Um, and just are practicing this positive psychology thing that I think has a lot of teeth to it. Um, I want to learn a lot more about um, how to politically get involved in giving people healthcare access so that instead of just covering up little symptoms with like Western medicine and a pill, um, we're giving people tools and techniques to really like guide their own med medicinal practice, essentially like empowering people to become their own doctors, nutritionists, um, exercise physiologists, whatnot, just giving some of those basic skills that I think I've been able to gather in my rehabilitation. Um, I want to go to yoga retreats. I'd like to do a fast for 10 days. Um, I'd like to stay at a, um, a center in Costa Rica called Rhythmia that does a lot um, around well-being and purpose and has some um, high-end nutrition involved as well as like a shamanism um, course things like that I would probably like to be on a cool tv show like the amazing race or naked and afraid in which you're in these like big challenge environments with teammates and you're like having to like be exposed to all new like sensory things and you have to navigate all that I think that'd be fun um, yeah some of my big th places I want to go is outer space I want to go on an African safari. I want to see a Broadway show in New York. I want to design amazing intentional communities, particularly like a community that has no reliance on like money as a medium of exchange, that doesn't um, have a lot of technology maybe involved in it, or at least like technology is not consuming the way they live there, that does a lot of reliance on nature. And I want to be an international school teacher one day where I have a classroom where there's like 20 nations represented in it. 
I'm teaching barefoot. There's like bamboo all around me. Um, and we do like really cool, like experiential learning through like field trips and things like that. I'd love one day to go to Bhutan in Tibet, um, doing intense meditation there, learning about like what makes people happy. Um, maybe doing a fellowship through something like Fulbright in which I study how mindfulness and leadership and um, self-awareness can like tremendously impact um, a community in a space. Uh, I'd like to study a little bit more about the politics and government and all the social services that are happening in Denmark and Sweden and their impact on the health and education in the society. I'd like to visit all the national parks throughout the, at least the U.S. and many world ones, like especially Patagonia. Um, I'd love to go to Iceland, take a motorcycle around that place for two weeks. I'd like to do a Central and South America backpacking trip, um, probably couch surfing most of the time. Things of this nature. So I'd really encourage you to check out Trello.com and start to build your board so that these things that are priorities in your life um, continue to be like visualized for you. I would highly recommend it. Another big like thing that really helped me to take a leap and dream bigger is this notion of life design thinking. So I read a book that I mentioned in the last episode um, with two two of my really good friends in Los Angeles at this point. Um, it's called Designing Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lived, Joyful Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And they have so many cool like tips and tricks about how to like know yourself better and design your path forward. And one of the things that really stuck out for me that I enjoyed was um, this journaling method that they use in which you track what gives you energy and what takes your energy throughout a day. And then you look back on a week-by-week -week basis and you see what those patterns are. Two things I really learned about myself are, one, anytime I'm spending a lot of time with a computer, I am getting drained of my energy. And the other one is anytime I'm spending time with people doing things that are like idea-oriented or visionary sort of like entrepreneurial sort of tasks, things in which we're collaborating and designing something awesome with people, I'm like getting so much energy. I can stay up all the time. I can wake up early for it. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's all these other things too, like when I hammock, when I read, when I talk, like reconnect with someone on the phone, when I'm writing, when I'm like interviewing somebody, I'm just fully in the flow of life and I'm getting fed energy through it. Um, so you should try that. Just when you, when you finish your day, you just note, note the times in which you felt alive and happy and energized and then you note the times in which you felt drained and you were checking the time and you weren't feeling like empowered um, and you see what those tasks and activities are and you maximize those that are empowering and energizing you. Um, also, you should just read the book because there's amazing um, ideas they have around how to like test out different careers and jobs and how to network through like integrity, how to build like a growth mindset, how to like challenge yourself. Um, to like test out what your dreams are so that they are not so like um, abstract anymore, that they're like actually tangible um, and how to like get relatable role models in your life and become aware of possibilities that you just didn't even know existed before. I think that that last point I talked about, about possibilities I didn't know existed before has been something that has tremendously shaped a lot of my path in the past several years. Um, 
I feel completely different from where I was when I was first leaving Kansas at 18 to go to college in Minnesota because the paths forward are like a lot. Um, uh, th those options are limited. I think when you're 18 and you're in Kansas, it's like get on a path for a career or decide that you want to like learn a skill or a, a trait or a, something like that that you can do the rest of your life or it's like go to a prestigious college, maybe become a doctor or get a PhD. Um, there's not like a lot of talk about like taking a gap year, studying abroad, um, doing something in which you like make money through like online nomadic travel. There's not things about like immersive language and like fellowship programs. There's not things about like um, calling up like recruiters and like asking what kind of um, opportunities are available within an organization you really like. There's not things in which you're like really um, thinking outside the box. So I guess what I'm trying to say. So along those lines, one way in which I think I've been able to think outside the box is by working within the box. And uh, in college, I went to the career counselor after I had had a breakup and a concussion and finally decided I wanted to go for the, the teaching route in Thailand. Um, I was able to find out how to do that by seeing the career counselor. And then two years later when I'm back and I'm deciding about law or, or be getting my master's in teaching, I, did, I went back to the same counselor. And she really helped me to like decide how I'm gonna really shoot for that teaching thing because I didn't really have the vision for what that looked like. And that's how I found out about my organiza organization with now called KIPP, Kids. Um, yeah, like KIPP is a national charter school network that specializes in like low income environments that has primarily like African-American and Latino students. There's a like a long history of trauma in that community. In my school in particular, it's like fourth generation of poverty. Um, so there's like lots of really interesting challenges where I feel like I'm really immersed in a culture that like is very different than me and something is like fitting with my nature by doing that. Um, and then this whole like idea of like still practicing the intellectual thing, getting that master's degree, but applying it through experience has been quite a challenge that I think I really needed to grow in. And I'm really thankful and happy I've chosen this. I'm being tested in ways I didn't anticipate. Um, but I, I still have total faith that this is going to continue to bring people and opportunities into my life in an unforeseen way that will continue to allow me to take further leaps and come into a greater sense of purpose. People have come into my life that have rooted for me, that are helping me to continue doing interesting things that are good for the world. And... The, the podcast has been that. I've had just amazing guests. I've had um, amazing like listeners who've reached out to me. I feel like a lot of engagement going on right now through the Instagram. And one day I really am dreaming that we can host retreats, maybe like live in a yurt for a, like a week and have some powerful like thinkers and speakers and do workshops together and really start to build our dreams in a collaborative group way that's very aligned with each individual's person of purpose. Um, yeah, I think we'll get there. So I think a lot about taking the leap comes from 
recognizing that you have so much agency, so much creative potential, that you're never a victim of things that go wrong. When things go wrong, it's just propelling you to what the next right thing is, is the mindset I keep taking. So three ways in which I educate bigger dreams are first, podcasts. I listen to long-form interviews. I find peoples who think in an interesting and unique creative way that aligns with the way I think. And I, can, and I read their work and I start to delve into their videos. I listen to their TED Talks. And sometimes they have a podcast and then I, I start to like live and think in their world. And then it just kind of like infects, becomes contagious in mine. And I take a, a certain mindset throughout my week that helps me to, to really grow and challenge myself in those areas that need growth. Secondly is I, I shoot for the top. I think limits are artificial. I think the people that really change things in this world are people that aren't trying to do like just 10% better than what exists. They're trying to do 10 times better. And I'm not really basing like what I'm shooting for off of anybody else, any one person or any expectations of me from other people. I'm just starting to create instruct and construct from the life I have right now that the next right opportunity has has like my purpose, my heart all over it. I notice it, I recognize it, I do the very next action step to bring it about. And that purpose begets more opportunity. And then you feel like you have this need to show it to others, or at least I do. And I started a blog about that. Now I have a podcast that shares like some of this dream of myself and others so that you can have that dream. And when others see that value, then you perceive yourself as having higher value and you start to live with this immensity of value first and then others continue to buy into your dream. And it's just this is like perpetuating like cycle of coming back to you as you're sending back out and you feel alive, you feel happy. I, I think another way in which you can educate bigger dreams are to take a purposeful trip so you can try out that retirement dream you have that person that you want to be and you just go all in at it for a short period of time and then you walk away with this experience of like total newness um you've experienced total newness and you walk away with this greater sense of like what it is that really lights you up and for me like moving to the village in thailand all by myself meeting new people speaking a new language teaching to classrooms for my first time ever and these classrooms were filled with like Thai fifth and sixth graders. It just made me really recognize like where I do, where do I want to bring my adulthood and like where what are my visions as a family man and do I want to like be in a relationship with somebody that's like from a different culture than me and what what about that might shape some of my purpose and my faith and my practices. And what can I take from a certain culture that I think is super healthy? And what can I like hold on to from mine? And what do I need to shed as part of my identity that has been like constructed by others and not myself? These sort of questions are really important. And then you just become a better human too when you like have this sense of perspective by empathizing with, with those around you, um, walking in their shoes, being that minority figure um, has been really transformational to me and I'm still like nowhere close to where I want to be. It's part of like why I'm struggling with my job right now is because I cannot fully step into the mindset of these students who have totally different mindsets on their education and their school and their community than I did. So rather than thinking it should be a certain way, I'm just looking at it with a whole new lens and I'm saying, here's the way it is, here's the reality it is. 
and what can I do to move this one step forward to where it can be that will help everyone involved in this space. So it's actually like dreaming smaller in these like micro like segmented bits of improvement that really educate the bigger dreams. So my dreams do change, but they stay big and I continue to go in their direction, but I'm not tied to the result. And that last part of not being tied to the result is I think what keeps you going is like you originally thought that something might happen because you did A, so that you, you might get to B, but really you can maybe just jump straight to C or you go to D or you go backwards a little bit and you hit your head and you're laying in a dark room, but then you find meditation. Whatever it may be, like don't judge the success of something by the result of it necessarily. Really fine tune to those moments as you're moving in the direction of that dream. And as you fine tune that and you become aware of that world inside of you, of your mental headspace, your emotional space, your spiritual well-being, that's where that sense of purpose really comes in. So if there's anything that I like, really want you to take away from this episode on why people of purpose exist, it's that people of purpose exist so that you can take a leap within like who you are to get to who you can become. And you do that by not being tied to who you think you're going to become, but you just become that because you've, you're tied to that purpose that propels you forward. As you're moving forward in the purpose, you become something greater than, than you were. And that, that new person you become becomes something greater than it was. And that's how a transformation evolution occurs. And that's really where you start to find a sense of like home within gratitude. Um, you find like significant significance, meaning, purpose, etc. And you start to build the life of your dreams. And it's infectious to those around you. And it's amazing and wonderful and beautiful. And I'm gonna continue with people of purpose because that's my that's my like child or my baby that's come about from my decision to continue moving towards purpose. Um, and I hope I can continue sharing about mine. Hope I can continue sharing about guests that I that I find are very inspirational in this area, this topic. Um, and I think this is kind of the essence of what it means to be like authentic to your personal sense of purpose and your path. So thank you to lis- for listening to this episode. I'm sorry that it's like 38 minutes at this point. Um, I hope that it can be shorter in the future. Bear with me as I get better and better at this. I hope that you can let me know what resonates with you on the POP Instagram page. I hope that you can leave a review so that others can find people of purpose. And I encourage you to unlock your purpose and unleash your potential. Thank you once again. And here's to becoming people of purpose. Perhaps the most helpful, inspiring, and uplifting thing that you can do is leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you how People of Purpose is impacting your life. It's so energizing to know that someone out there in the world of the internet is listening to this thing we're creating. It's hard to know how the project is doing when there's not an audience in front of you to give immediate feedback. The weekly personal message or the occasional review is the most inspiring part of producing and publishing this show. It's oftentimes the most inspiring part of my week but we need more. Let me know what's resonating and what could use some improvement. If you have new ideas or a question you'd like to ask me, please don't hesitate. This is one instance in which you can exercise your personal power to shape the show. Consider yourself our freelance consultant. 
And don't forget, if you want to sign up for the POP newsletter or become a volunteer, please reach out. Email us at peopleofpurposepodcast at gmail.com or leave a direct message through our Facebook or Instagram pages. Thank you for your support and listenership, and here's to becoming 